What's up, guys? Scuffy here. Just before we get to today's episode, I just want to thank you guys for listening to season one of Inside the Show. We are hyped to get season two ready to go within early next year. But today's episode is actually a special episode that we felt like we want to drop just before we get to that. We had the pleasure to sit down with White Sox pitcher Lucas Giolito and just talk about pretty much everything like video games. It was it's quite fun to just... Go not with the typical podcast talking about just that will be the show and actually sit down with a major league pitcher like Lucas and what a stand up guy he was to just take the time and talk to myself and Cougs and just talk about video games, esports. We actually did get a little bit into the players league and much more. It was a lot of fun and shout out to Lucas for joining us today. So with that said, hope you guys enjoyed the interview, and we'll see you guys on season two of Inside the Show. So let's get to our special episode where we sit down with Lucas Gilio of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, coming along for a couple minutes here to talk about video games that will be the show and all more fun stuff so anyway i just want to see how's everything going no off season everything's good and oh yeah here's what you're absolutely up to. yeah I, I appreciate you guys having me on um i think it's always fun to you know kind of get away from talking about baseball same talking points all the time and and kind of be able to chat with some guys that have similar interests away from the field you know i'm a big video game guy I grew up with them uh, obviously, I stream on Twitch a little bit nowadays, so uh, happy to be here and, and chat with you guys. I appreciate it, man. So, yeah, let me let me get to that video game stuff. So, I'm curious, before we get to that movie show and stuff like that, like, what, what do you remember, like, the earliest memory of what you, when you play video games? Like, I remember seeing, I think there was on Twitter, like, just, like, the either yesterday or before they had like all these controllers it was like numbered mm-hmm. between like one to like 20 and all the different controllers had like sega genesis it had super nintendo just regular nintendo and it was like a, a type of question like what system did you start out first and for me personally mm-hmm. um i started with sega genesis i just remember back then i remember the batman game and uh, just falling in love with that and then of course sonic as well but i'm curious like what was your earliest memory of just like playing video games or starting to play uh definitely earliest memories in nintendo 64 um the first ones that pop in my head i was probably you know five six years old uh Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, um, Mario, uh, Super Mario 64. And then one of my favorite video game memories is uh, playing through Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time with my dad. So I was I was like a little kid. I didn't know what was going on. I'd have no chance of trying to play through a a big time narrative first person, uh, not first person, but one player game like that but had my dad along for the ride and we played through that and then since then i've I've played through that game a number of times one of my all-time favorites 
That's awesome. I, I, that's funny how you bring it up. Like that's how you like connected with death or that. I, I had like a same similar thing with um, my brother. He uh, like I was around like the same age, like five six for like the PS one, and I remember him going through all those PS one games like Resident Evil back then, and just watching. It felt like we're connecting. I was kind of watching the story too. It was kind of cool connection along along the lines there. Um, but yeah, Nintendo sixty four man that that. I'm jealous that like that's your first like console you ever. I remember GoldenEye. GoldenEye was always huge on oh, yeah. Nintendo 64. Um, me personally, I was a wrestling fan, so No Mercy is always like mm. um, one of those biggest wrestling games that I ever. Uh, I, I still look upon back in the day. <laughs> and I'm trying to think like what was the baseball? I think they had, they had Ken Griffey Presents back then. Yeah, or Ken ba- Griffey Baseball. Um, I should preface this by saying I. I grew up very much in the video game world. My dad was in the industry for a long time. He's pretty, he's like semi-retired now, but he still dabbles. But he was an executive producer at Electronic Arts for a number of years. Oh, that's so, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I have stories on stories. All I wanted to do is go to my dad's office when I was a kid and hang out with the uh, <laughs> hang out with the artists and, and the uh, developers and the testers. Not so, not so much the coders. That wasn't really for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was a blast. I mean, I grew up every single system. Um, I remember having, like, a prototype PlayStation 2 before the PlayStation 2 was released because my dad, at the time, was developing the new Medal of Honor game uh, that would be coming out with the release of PlayStation 2. So, like, we had this, like, skeleton, bare-bones one that the only game I had was the Medal of Honor that they were working on at the time. And so you had, like, uh, all of, like, the unfinished textures and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool growing up around that. That's pretty dope. <laughs> Could you imagine having that nowadays with the PS5 and how everybody's scrambling to get one? And you're just like, yeah, I got the... Uh, <laughs> I got the early little dev kit of it. People would be crazy for that, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You probably put that up on eBay for <laughs> a ridiculous amount of money. No, I'm not. I'm not too worried about the PS5. I'm a PC gamer. So, um, you know, when, once everything starts to calm down, I'll pick one up. I'm not really in a rush. Yeah, you, you're going about it the smart way. 100%. There's people spending thousands and thousands of dollars on resale. It's just like... Yeah, we could probably just wait if we ever need one. I saw yeah, so, something on eBay that there was a listing for 14k for just a PS5. Like, who literally is going to spend that much money just for a console? Um, but you know, it's the same thing every time. Crazy. Whenever we get new consoles, so you speak that you're a PC gamer now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's always like the best way to go. Now, is there certain type of games that you look forward to playing, or is you just like? go like everywhere whatever sparks your interest you're like okay i'm going to just jump right into it see how i like it and go from there nowadays yeah nowadays it's kind of all over the place um you know i know that you guys are mlb the show guys and and that's ps4 exclusive i'm I'm hoping that they're going to expand the pc space in the future um because i do enjoy playing it for sure uh but kind of nowadays it's just whatever whatever piques my interest uh i've been into the the the, i've been super into first person shooter battle royale games so like i was into h1z1 when that was the the number one and then that kind of shifted into PUBG, fortnite 
Fortnite, I was actually never a big fan of. I, I never kind of got on that wave as much as other guys. And then uh, the Call of Duty, I pl- I've been playing a lot of the Warzone and then the new Call of Duty that just came out. Uh, other than that, um, I enjoy playing a game called Rust. I don't know if you Ooh, guys have heard no, of Rust. Yep. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like uh, Minecraft, yeah. Minecraft type of type of thing, but like more intense. Is yeah, that- it's 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 like more realistic looking graphics in my, Minecraft, but it's a, it's a similar premise. Uh, but it's like multiplayer. You're on a big island with like depends on the size of the server. You could, the one I'm playing on right now, I think has like a hundred people on it, and I actually play with my cousin and my brother, and so. Yeah, you just kind of roam around, collect resources, build a base, um, and you just kind of want to go up in tiers as far as like your materials, your weapons, all that kind of stuff to the point where by end game you want like rocket launchers and C4 oh, and you want to be, be want to be raiding other people's bases, but that's an intense one, man, cuz you know, I came from playing Call of Duty and stuff like that, where you just spawn in, you have your gun in Rust. You have to do a lot of work to get your first gun. And then next thing you know, you could be sleeping in your base. Someone raids it and you lose all your stuff. You log in the next day. It's all gone. So it's yeah. a pretty but intense game. It, yeah, it kind of it kind of sounds like you're into the like the almost like the survival type games where it's not necessarily like I wouldn't consider Warzone a survival type game, but you know, going against a bunch of people and being the last person left alive. And then, you know, in the, in the rust game, trying to, you know, build up your resources so you could have, you know, the most powerful weapons and stuff. So, I mean, I, I definitely, I've, I've seen rust and I've wanted to try it and I take it. Obviously you would recommend it. Uh, I definitely recommend it, but you like, the thing is, I watch like YouTube videos uh, of all the big guys that play Rust and they put together these like whole movie like things where they go through with what's called a wipe. Like they wipe the servers depending on the server once every week, once every two weeks where you start fresh after a couple weeks. And I mean, these guys are so efficient, so quick. Uh, Their gunplay skills are amazing. And I watch it. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to go and play. And then I hop in there and it's like, you know, I have an SMG and I got guys throwing rocks at me and killing me. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, it's completely outmatched. <laughs> you just got to, you know, it's just it takes time. You got to put in hours to get better. Um, kind of my all time favorite game is actually Rocket League. Uh, that's definitely the game I have the most hours in of all time. I, it's got to be like well over 1200, 1500 hours now. And for me, that's like the most competitive game. Uh, I kind of lump it in the sports category, but it's not a real sport. It's just soccer with cars. But for me, like that, that skill level, um, or what do they call it? Like skill ceiling, skill gap uh, yeah. in, in like gaming culture. Uh, it's the best. Y- you, can, you can always get better um if you just put in the time and practice uh there's no at least in my mind there's no like ceiling you can always get better yeah and it's such a simple concept but there's so many strategies and there's always something to be learning there's the the skill gap on that game like you said it could be extremely extremely like competitive if you're playing uh, and just continuing to get better every time you go and it's just it's definitely a game that has a lot of longevity just because of the way it's structured and the way new strategies come into play all the time. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's completely physics based. You know, that's that's why I it, I I was kind of attracted to it uh, in the beginning. I remember it came out in like 2015, and I'd been playing a lot of FIFA at the time. And I'm like, man, playing like online seasons in FIFA is just like starting to piss me off because. I'll go up on a guy like three goals in the first half and then the second half the game algorithms kicking in and now I'm like missing shots that I should be making and missing passes and uh you know just fumbling the ball and I know that that's probably written in the game somewhere uh what is it called comeback logic something it, like it's that It's always it's always like the rumor um like yeah. it, well, you always feel that this is the, like once you mentioned that we uh, Cooks and I, I'm sure if you play MLB show as well, we feel that way sometimes too with MLB show. Like you're doing everything right with the perfect input and you're just getting mm-hmm. line outs. Um, but yes, it's part of the game. And it just sometimes I kind of look more towards like these sports games as video games than the, the sport itself, like f- just going based off user input. But then again, yeah. you have your blue pits, you have your CNI singles, and you're like, okay, what's happening here? Are they are they trying to make me lose the game or something? And yeah, I, I feel the same way. But yeah, a lot of people say it's like comeback code or comeback script. Like yeah, you said. whether whether it's like an actual thing written into the game or not, like it started to feel that way with FIFA, and I was getting so frustrated. You know, I'm playing these games, and it's like, oh my god, like I'm not having fun anymore. Then I saw Rocket League, and I'm like, oh my god, this is completely just physics based and Unreal Engine. Uh, there's none of that there's no like there's no chance that like things are just not going to go your way because that's how it is like either you're good or you're not and for me being like a competitive person i immediately was attracted to that and that's just kind of what i got into Mm -hmm. uh very heavily that game got me through the minor leagues for sure (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Now, it, like, also with Rocket League, I mean, it's big on the esports scene too. So, I'm curious from you playing at the highest competitive level in baseball, and now now seeing like for video games like the, the esports where we have like League of Legends, uh, Dota, Counter Strike. What's your impression on like those big type events? Because they're really big. Like, in esports is growing and it's keep on growing. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm curious, like, from you looking from the outside in, like, are you like as excited, like, as, like the competitiveness in yourself? Like, okay, this is pretty damn cool seeing video games being at this type of high level. Oh, I think it's super cool. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that anyone that is willing to put in put in the time and the hours to become one of the best in the world at something should be rewarded for that and uh sure enough we we've seen that reflected in esports now and in in some of the most competitive uh video games you know you have people that are just like unbelievable at it um i can't even watch the uh the like Dota's and and the League of Legends cuz i have no idea what's going mm-hmm. on i've tried playing uh the they're called MOBAs, right? I've tried playing yeah, the MOBAs like before. That. Yeah. And it, I just never like I never got into it. It was never fun for me. So I just kind of moved on. But I really enjoy like the Counter-Strike and on occasion Call of Duty, uh, especially, you know, Rocket League for sure. I, I like to keep up uh whenever Rocket League Championship series is going on, see how that's going. So no, I think that it's uh it's a really good thing. Uh anyone that's willing to put in thousands of hours to become the best in the world that something should be rewarded 
Yeah, there's always a, there's one movie that like for like whenever someone like just mentions esports or just like what it is, there's a even though I, I'm the same boat, like I don't really know much that what goes on with the Dota or League of Legends, but free to play. It's on YouTube. It's free. It, it goes like inside like what we were saying just before how these players put all these hours in what they sacrifice with their families and stuff like that it's just mm-hmm. like anything else um if you're striving for something and you, you put your mind to it you're going to do anything anything possible to get there so it was it was really cool <laughs> movie to see especially through that particular platform i also th- i also think it, one fascinating part of it is that like your prime in esports is like what 18 19 yeah. to, to 22 <laughs> and then once you're like past your your early 20s uh everything starts to go downhill so you better capitalize when you're young that's crazy you know you see baseball kind of go in that direction now but it's more like yeah you better better capitalize before you hit like 34 <laughs> in, in esports it's like 24 oh man yeah you probably even younger i mean we even see that in like the mlb community like especially since we've been slowly getting to the esports where these 14 to eight, like usually the, a lot of great players right now are like between like 14 and 18 like just the I reaction i can't time. keep up dude you, you, i cannot the, keep up with yeah them. It, the reaction it's time just is the, just ridiculous yeah just the reaction time hand-eye coordination all that the brain is younger it's pretty cool. It is. It really is. Now, I, I, seeing that we are a movie show podcast, I do want to jump that into a little bit. And the first thing I want mm-hmm. to jump into is the Players League. You got the oh, opportunity yeah. to play in the Players League where you face 29 other players from each different team. It was a fantastic event that a movie show put on with you guys, That um, especially through the COVID situation with everyone being home. And each night we got to see at least three or four games where each different player gets to play against each other. You guys interact. And I got to give you credit. You, you got to the finals. You did great. Yeah. I thought, I thought yeah, you did man. great. I, it, it was interesting for me because, you know, I'm, I've always been a big video game guy. Uh, I'm able to like pick up strategies and, and how and how to get better quickly. In most games I play, some of them I'm lost, but but sports games, I'm usually good. Um. I didn't start like practicing uh, MLB the show until maybe like a week before the the tournament started. My only experience playing MLB the show before the Players League was for my scouting reports during season. I play MLB the show the night before I pitch while I go through my scouting reports just to kind of like get a visual and like kind of more uh, interactive experience studying my reports as opposed to just like sitting there and reading sheets of paper. Um, I like to integrate it with something active, like playing a video game and like what better way to do it than to like literally simulate the game I'll be pitching in real life the next day on a video game. So that's kind of all I've done. And I didn't know anything about settings as far as like hitting and pitching. Oh, you want to use, you want to use analog pitching and you want to use the zone hitting. Like I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. So I had always just played on normal default settings. And when I do, when I would do the, the whole scattering report thing, I'd play on like easy mode because I want to dominate. <laughs> I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to play. I'm not trying to play this video game the night before and, and get shelled. And then, uh, you know, go into the next day, like, Oh man, my video game self got shelled. Uh, so that's all I knew. So I started practicing. Um, I was talking with one of my 
teammates Carlos Rodon, who was who was streaming and, and getting pretty into MLB The Show. He was making a bunch of friends uh, in the MLB The Show community. I reached out to him, and um, you know, I started talking with guys in the community and figuring out, oh, okay, like I want to do zone hitting. Okay, I want to do analog pitching. The analog pitching didn't work out for most of the the le- the players league. I actually introduced it in the playoffs after like doing a lot of practicing. Uh, once I knew I was going to make the playoffs, but I kind of held my own. I thought that I was I was able to to do pretty well. I had a couple rough games, but Dallas Keuchel was like my Cy Young of the team. Just <laughs> having having a pitcher that can like throw the ball to where you want it to go is huge. For sure, I yeah. Think the most important part of the game, more so than like velocity or anything like that, um, especially on the difficulty setting we were playing on. It's not like velocity was going to beat anybody. So, yeah, I mean, I had like a couple good games pitching with myself, but it was Dallas Keuchel all the way. I mean, I was able to throw backdoor cutters and and change ups, like strike the ball change ups and all that kind of stuff. Whereas when I throw myself out there or any other guys on our team, the like control stats just weren't high enough. Like. There's too many pitches being left down the middle. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I was pleased with it. I, I had a, I had a really good, uh, good time. It was, it was fun, kind of connecting with other guys around the league that I knew and some guys I didn't know, and got to meet them and get to know them through playing a video game. Um, and yeah, I was, I was happy with my playoff run. I knew that it was going to end with Blake Snell because mm-hmm. kind of what we were talking about earlier, like he was putting in hours and hours you know he's like a professional streamer on the side of playing baseball and like i saw that he was playing like hours of mlb the show every single day in preparation so it's like well this guy's gonna win the whole thing let's just see (laughs) who can get second hey you gave a great shot though it was it was fun to see like i said you it was great to see as like the community especially for us i'm gonna be community just to see that was like really fun to watch each night and uh you guys did a hell of a job there. It's funny how you you and uh, Blake actually ended up because you both stream as well. So it was kind of cool to see that for the streaming community as well. Now, going to the streaming thing, like when was mm-hmm. the, like you had the CCL, but when did you like want to just like dab more into the streaming? It was just like I like to play video games. Now it's kind of cool to interact with your fans or just any anyone else that has the same um, similarities of playing these video games. Yeah, I I got super into Twitch, uh, not as like a streamer, but as a viewer, uh, probably in like around the time I started getting big into Rocket League. So like around 2015. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And so I was watching, I, I, you know, ended up having some favorite streamers. I was actually watching a lot of Ninja when he was an H1Z1 streamer, like well before all the fame and all that. I got to say H1, H1Z1 back in the day was there's, there was nothing like it. And there's still nothing oh. like it when, when that was with Ninja, with Doc, with, yes. with it was just it, the entertainment value was just at all time high in yeah, my opinion. Abso- so. Absolutely. That was in my mind, that was like the golden age. Uh, I don't think it will, I don't know if Twitch will ever be as, as fun as it was during those like H1Z1 <laughs> PUBG g days Mm -hmm. proximity chat stream snipers like all that stuff was hilarious um yeah i mean i remember playing a bunch of h1z1 and one time i i killed cdn the third oh he's one of my favorites too that's great (laughs) with a shotgun too you are yeah i I hopped out of a car and i got him with a shotgun and and uh he i immediately saw on the kill feed it was him i went on his twitch chat 
and I'm like, oh, I just killed you, da da da. And he's like, he was like, man, this guy's like in China. He was rubber banding all over the place. I'm like, nope, I'm here, <laughs> right here in California, buddy. <laughs> so, so you Enes CDNCs with the shotgun. Wow. Oh, that's great. That's that's great. Yeah. That, dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah, but- I I I always get a little kick out of like if. I think that was the only streamer I've ever like killed in a game. I've been killed by uh I think I got killed by Nick Merckx a couple weeks ago in in Warzone. And you know, that's that's pretty cool. He's one of the best. Uh but yeah, I mean, I I got super into Twitch. Sorry to get off track there. I got oh, super into Twitch, in, you know, 15. Um I remember like being in Instructional League, uh which is kind of like a postseason um development league for minor leaguers and uh i was hanging out with buddies and we'd literally just throw on uh on the tv we'd like cast twitch uh what what was it we were watching like a lot of grand theft auto role playing like Mm -hmm. um summit and and lyric and those guys doing like the role playing thing on grand theft auto that was that was fun to watch um i think that and like kind of going into like streaming myself, I think that uh, it's a lot more difficult than people think to be able to do that consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a consistent schedule, be able to turn it on. Uh, I've noticed that in my experience doing it, it's like for me, it's something that I like to do every once in a while. Like, I don't think that it's something that I could have a consistent schedule and and be able to like turn it on like that because for me like video games are the escape yeah uh from everything else going on like it's my number one hobby to get away and so kind of like turning that into a job is is a bit of a challenge um so yeah i got i got nothing but respect for streamers man i i think it's it's really cool and it's it's only growing and, and getting bigger um entertainment value is great Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it just it depends like how you brought up uh, GTA with uh, like the new Pixel RP. Um, that's has been that's been around for for a while now too, and that's always entertaining. No matter who, like I remember, like you said, Summit Sheriff Eli when he used to do it back in the day. It was high quality entertainment, and it was all free too. That's the biggest oh, yeah. thing, all free. It's just and, you- and it just just going off the the streamer thing. It's like the uh, there's also the amount of of influence streamers have like you look at fall guys the game that came out or i don't know how long it's been out but it was free a couple months ago mm-hmm. the game had you know it, it wouldn't have been nearly as popular if you know guys like tim and ninja and all those guys were streaming it so i mean not only is it actual good entertainment value there's also a, like just a, a major business side to it too and now especially for not only for the broadcaster but for the uh, the developers of games and, and the publishers and stuff. It's just, it's a whole different world than gaming was 15 years ago. Yeah. I, you know, especially you see like the mega deals these guys are signing. I don't know why they're not released. Like all of our salaries in baseball are, are released. Like, yeah. you know exactly how much money every single guy in the MLB is making all major sports in, in America. I'm wondering um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know how this stuff works, but I wonder if the, if we'll ever know like how much these gigantic mega deals are. I know that they're multi million dollar deals, but it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting to see. 
um, the influence those guys have is is huge. They could pretty much create their own brand, and it's uh, you see it go different ways. Like we've seen with the whole scandal of Doc getting banned from Twitch, and then not even knowing what happened there. And, and then he signs, well, not signs it, but then you have uh, Ninja and Shroud going back to Twitch, signing deals. It's, it's, it kind of feels like, like that type of sports mentality, like with, with signing the deals and signing the contracts, but you make a good point. I don't know why that's public or not. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I, I was, I was trying to see um, if there's, <laughs> Uh, you brought up your dad um, being the former developer. Does he actually like, has he seen like how big like this came with like Twitch and all that, or there's like video games just being like, but the content creation that's going on from left and right. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's been, he's been kind of out of the game since it's, it's kind of gone this direction. Um, If he were still running a studio, I'd be like, yo man, you gotta, you gotta get, Dr. Disrespect, you got Ninja, you got Shroud, you got to uh-huh. get these guys on your side here. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's he's not doing it anymore. Yeah. Back, you know, back when he was like really doing it, um, he was in charge of Medal of Honor for Electronic Arts. Okay. Which for like the younger audience, that was the Call of Duty before yep. Call of Duty. I played it. Yep. We had yeah, a lot of fun so, with that. And so, yeah, I mean, he that was like, you know, you made the game, it was like 50 or $60 and like, it better be good you know you buy the disc and that's that uh multiplayer was all local um it was all about like you know let's make a really invigorating interesting story um you know single player you know it's basically like i I remember my dad mentioning like the whole idea for medal of honor was um kind of found in the movie uh saving private ryan Mm -hmm. and i don't know why i'm blanking on the director of that movie but it was like the director of saving Um, private ryan i think it was uh steven silberg was it yeah spielberg so like spielberg i think went to ea and was like hey like let's i want to make saving private ryan to a video game and i think my dad was in that meeting and they start going over everything it's like all right cool so we're gonna have like this you know, we're going to be following this character and it's this and that and storyboarding and all that kind of stuff. I feel like gaming's not really like that anymore. Mm -hmm. I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised playing through this, uh, this new call of duty campaign. It's pretty solid, but it's like four, it's four hours long. Like it's not that much content because you know, all the real effort goes into the multiplayer and, you know, we're releasing this game for $60, but then we need to do the battle pass to get $10 out of everybody every three months. And we need to do cosmetics and we need to do this and mm. continue to get a return. Um, it's just completely different now. Oh, so yeah. it's, it, it's pretty interesting. Uh, also a little depressing at times to see uh, the direction it's gone. You know, I know that uh the star wars game of a few years ago that was like that had this like huge disastrous release because they included a bunch of like uh the loot boxes right yeah the loot boxes yeah. but like the instead of just giving out like cosmetic items and stuff like that it was given out like stuff that made you better and mm-hmm. gave you a competitive advantage um so you know i think that developers publishers need to be a little bit careful uh 
but I think it's also on the gamers themselves kind of recognizing like when something's bogus and like talking with each other and being like, Hey, like let's not play this game because these guys are just trying to fleece us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, when, when you, you see a lot of, especially in the sports side of things, um, a lot of play, pay to win type of games, like you were mentioning, like we see that more on like maybe the Madden side, sometimes the FIFA or NHL side and we'll be the show. We we're very lucky um, that uh, the developers, make it easy for you to get a, a nice easy type of lineup for diamond dynasty for the online mode to create a lineup pretty much for free and be able to just grind out cards. I mean, give you an example. They, the, after you threw the no hitter, they gave us mm-hmm. a 99 uh, card of you for free, absolutely for free in the shop. And we were able to get it for, I think, believe one or two days. And that was, I mean, a free 99 card, which is the top overall card you could get within the game, which wow. is awesome. Yeah, it's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so it, we were very lucky on that. But yeah, I'm with you. And not only that, like when you were saying single player games, like you don't see that much. The one there is one that's coming out soon that I'm very hyped for is Cyberpunk, and I think that comes out mm-hmm. in like two weeks. That looks oh, really. Oh yeah, I've been I've been seeing the commercials with Keanu Reeves. Yep, yeah, that that game looks uh, really interesting, and that's the next single player. And that that you know it, it kind of that's where I kind of went to because I used to play the single player games. Now I just mostly play online games, and, and I also make make a case because sometimes I'm a little bit more competitive and I want to play like P versus P and Mm -hmm. I like that feeling of being competitive and just trying to do my best at that particular game. But then there's also that particular time where you just want to, you know, relax, just play either a single player game or playing like a franchise and sports game and just, you know, just escape and create your own world, your own storylines from there and go from there. Yeah, I agree. I I think that, you can find happiness in both of those. I'm definitely in the same boat as you. Uh, nowadays, I'm definitely more playing multiplayer. Uh, for me, playing a single player game, like that story's really got to be captivating to me. Mm-hmm. I got to get lost in it. Uh, the last game to do that was God of War. I remember playing uh, that. I was playing that game a lot during the baseball season in, in 2018. Um, the one, and then the one before that was The Witcher 3. Yeah, I that was really that. well. The Witcher Three um, company is making Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CD, a, CD Project yeah. Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I think they'll do a great job. I do too. Uh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I'm excited. That God of War game was so good. Oh yeah, yeah. Those two, those two are, are you know give me faith that uh, you know video games don't have to just be loot boxes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that. You know, there's still a, a lot to be said about the the single player narrative and creating a unique environment, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, you know, a, a good story mode will will always thrive, and, and as long as the ideas are there, and as long as the execution from the studio is there, it's it'll that that will never die. As much as multiplayer and and you know big big game modes and stuff are, are coming in the the single player stand single player campaign is still going to have its place as long as it's original ideas and done well yeah absolutely yeah. without that i think there are actually there was uh rumors of having a new james bond coming made by the producers from hitman i'm looking yeah. forward to that too cool. so that'd be pretty dope um but yeah uh, this is great i appreciate you uh take your time coming here um one last question is there any like besides like we we're talking cyber is there any like particular games you're looking out for in the future that you're like getting ready for or are you just sticking with what you have right now and then go from there uh 
Yeah, for me, it's definitely cyberpunk for sure. Uh, you know, we already we already touched yeah. on that one. Um, other than that, the the next next uh, war zone in Call of Duty, I'm kind of a uh, battle royale addict. So, <laughs> um, you know, anything where I can drop in with the squad and and try and rack up as many kills and get the chicken dinner. So there you go. I love it. Yeah. All right. Um. Where can everyone follow you on Twitch? I believe, if if I'm not mistaken, it's twitch.tv general geo um, for yes, your Twitch. Sir. And your Twitter is lgo27, right? Absolutely. So yep. Make sure, to, make sure to follow him over there for any more updates, like if he ever goes live or any. I'm sure you'll post any opinions that you have or any video games further there. But I, I appreciate to take your time coming on here. Um, it's always fun to just talk and sit back, talk video games, um, especially when we're from um, then we'll be the show era. But just to talk, just, you know, sit back to remember, reminisce on video games in general. And mm-hmm. uh, that was fun. I appreciate take your time. Yeah, absolutely. Coog, Scuffy, appreciate you guys having me. It was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, I haven't done it's definitely my first podcast where we just, you know, talked about video games the whole time. And that's pretty fun for me because I'm used to, to going through, you know, my pitching mechanics and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, you're welcome back to come out anytime, especially um, if just talk any video games. I, we like to just, you know, keep it different from time to time here on uh, Inside the Show. So once again, thank you for tuning in and uh, make sure to follow uh, Gio on his Twitch and Twitter. That will do it. So that will do it for us. Thank you guys for listening to Inside the Show. Make sure to check us out on Twitter. We're at Inside the Show PC. Once again, Inside the Show PC. Follow my boy Kooks at Kooks 46 I'm at Scuffy McGee TV. We'll catch you guys next time on Inside the Show. You guys stay grinding. Have a good one. And this is Inside the Show.